Hey, it's me, PJ Gill, and we're here with the Monarchist. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Basketball Show. The second season is back, and as always, the star of the show, Coach Jeff Jones. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, excited to uh, you know to talk about the season and visit with you this evening. So we had our first exhibition last week against Virginia State. Obviously, we started slow in that game. Is there anything you can do to kind of avoid slow starts like that? Well, you know, we, we started slow because we missed shots. Uh, you know, I, we, we didn't start slow in terms of the, the, you know, the level of play. I thought our defense was pretty good. You do, I think, have to give some credit to Virginia State. One of the things that they were able to do um, was dictate the tempo of the game. They pounded the ball inside, and they didn't score a lot. They, they got Dorico into some foul trouble, and, but they had, you know, two big guys, the one kid, number 33, Looked like he weighed 260, 280. And again, he, he got a couple buckets, but it was more just kind of forcing us, us to to guard on, on the interior. I, I think the big thing is, is making shots. When you get wide open, uh, wide open shots, it, it, it really helps when you make some of them. Uh, and, and I think that was the big thing in that game. Once we made a few shots and we were able to get out in transition, we opened up a little bit of, of breathing room and, and then... Uh, obviously, down the last uh, eight minutes or so, we were able to stretch the the, the lead out with our defense, uh, leading to transition buckets. Now, Coach, one thing that I picked up on pretty quickly is Vishon started at the point, and obviously he's got a lot to learn, but he seemed more comfortable than probably at least on offense than any freshman I can remember for a while. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about kind of his progression through practices and what fans can expect early on? Yeah, I, I, I think um, I, I think you're right, right on there, uh, Aaron. That uh, Vashon is is certainly uh, he's not lacking in, in confidence, particularly with the, the the ball in his hands. He's very creative. We're trying to work with him of. You know what? What is is too much? Where is that fine line? But we want to give him some some leeway to to attack and and use that that creative uh, ability. Um, I, I hadn't really thought of it in, in terms of that, but certainly, uh, you know, more more confident, more aggressive uh, than than say Ahmad Caver was when Ahmad first first came in. Ahmad also had Trey Freeman uh, ahead of him. And and so that that may have limited uh, Ahmad his willingness to really be in attack mode. He kind of deferred to to Trey. Um, you know, uh, right right now I don't know that Vashon is is really looking, and and I don't know that we necessarily want Vashon to defer to to anybody else. Um, he's he's still got he's still got a lot to learn, uh, particularly on the defensive end of the ball uh, or end uh, of the court. And he's got to, as, as we discussed, uh, you know, off air, he, he's got to be more engaged in, in the game when the ball isn't involved, or whether that's guarding the, the, the basketball or the ball in his hands. Somehow he's got to have uh, more impact on winning than just with the ball in, involved. 
Uh, and I would say that's probably true for a, a number of our, our guys right now. Is how can they contribute when when they don't have the ball in their hands? Playing uh, team team basketball and so that those pieces fit together, that everything has a nice flow and rhythm to it. Uh, as opposed to kind of working against one another. I think everybody's wanting to do the right thing, but it's it's that melding of, of all these all these different guys. And it's it's not just a, a different style that we're trying to uh, coordinate uh, this year, um, uh, you know, for, for, for us. I mean, it, it's different. I don't know that any of these guys have been in that kind of system where, you know, you're kind of playing four out and really looking to get like a, a free-flowing type situation, you know, a four, four guard offense. That's, uh, it, it's, 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 it, it's different. Um, I, I know it's different for us. There are people out there that have played it, um, you know, and people that, that do play it, they may run a lot more sets and be ball screen dominant. And we're going to have a lot of ball screens and, but we're, we're trying to incorporate some free flowing movement, uh, that, that's not, uh, dictated by the coach. And that, that comes down to feel. And, uh, you know, you can, you, you know, you guys have come to our practices. We can sit there and we can watch. And then for a certain amount of time, you know, we really struggle to get that, that flow going. And then all of a sudden it'll click and we might have three, four, five possessions in a row and then it might disappear again. Uh, so we're, we're working real hard to, to try to, to, to get that. Um, because I, I do think with, when you've got a, a a guy like Vashon that that is creative, when you've got a guy like Chauncey who's you know really really at his best attacking uh, off the bounce, when you've you've got a guy like Devin, and I know people didn't see him a, a whole lot. It's you know that that was kind of more me trying to find the substitution pattern um, uh, than than anything that he did or or, or didn't do. But in that limited time, I, I thought Devin did a, a, a nice job. We've got more of, of those guys, I think. But trying to work them in and have them playing together is is, is really the, the challenge that the whole team, but particularly, I, I think, for, for myself and, and for the coaches, that's a big part of, of what we're trying to do offensively. So uh, you, you mentioned the substitution patterns. And also the flow. And when you're in the zone and you're getting those buckets, you can go uh, like six possessions in a row. We're doing the right thing. How hard does that make substituting during a a, a run like that? Uh, you kind of don't want to mess with what's working. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I know that you want to. You when when you're flowing like that, you you don't really want to. Uh, you don't want to mess with it. The only reason you would would be fouls or fatigue. Uh, you know, you want to kind of keep going. And that's the thing. You're in, in that kind of that, that rhythm. You try to you try to get across to the players. Um, stick with what works. Right. I mean, uh, dance, dance with the one that, that brought you or brung you or whatever that's that saying is. It's like sometimes I, I think young players, they, they get bored and say, OK, we did this the last three times. And yeah, you did it the last three times and it worked. Why do you want to switch? Keep doing what, what what's working. And then, you know, if the defense takes that away, then then we can, you know, take advantage. But that's they're 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 young and impetuous and they think a, a, a different way than may, maybe uh maybe I do or other coaches do. 
All right, Coach, you mentioned Devin. So he came in towards the end of that exhibition and hit a couple shots, big shots, seemed super comfortable, and gave the team a spark. Now, uh, I think it was your, I don't know if it was your post-game comments you were talking about trying to figure that out. And, you know, you're normally, or we normally won't, at least at this point, see Devin and Chauncey on the court at the same time. Is that something that, based upon four guards, that, potentially could change i'm trying to figure it out um you know we haven't to this point played chauncey much at 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 the the point guard position but if he did it would probably be to get he and devin in the game at the same time chauncey's chauncey's our best player chauncey's going to play 30 something minutes a game so if we just did it by position right then then however many minutes that chauncey plays that's that's what's left for for Devin. If we could get Chance a, a few minutes at at the uh, at the point position and bring Devin in, and I, I understand that Chauncey's a long six four, uh, but but between the two of them, he's he he's more suited to play the point than Devin is. Devin, right now in his development and, and for the, for the foreseeable future, he's he's a jet. And he can really, really go. But the decision making, we're just trying to have him be really aggressive and play under control at the same time, but not not thinking too much in, in terms of playmaking and you know doing making a lot of decisions. Just keep it simple. Um, what you saw him do uh, in, in the Virginia State game in, in very limited minutes is what he, I mean. He just he just goes fast, gets to a spot. He's very good in the mid range elevates up and, and, and knocks it down. We need, I, I think, that kind of uh, explosive spark plug, you know, off of off off of the bench, give you a scoring burst and really play with that speed. He's a he, he's a momentum uh, changer, I, I think. Um, so that that kind of is, is going to be his role. We're looking for ways to get him, you know, a few more minutes and, and certainly earlier than what he played in the Virginia State game. I was just experimenting. Uh, well, experimenting isn't isn't really the right word, but I was trying to look at at, at, at lineups, and uh, you know, it just didn't work out in that game. Uh, that that you know that that, that he he got called. Uh, Chauncey did play, I thought, uh, pretty daggone well uh, against Virginia State. He was making shots, getting to his spots, and you know, making good things happen. All right, four one. Uh, obviously, this is a new system for us, so as fans need to learn what we're watching too. Virginia State had some success going with their back to the basket and kind of pounding into the paint. In one of those possessions, when that when a team is having that sort of success against Old Dominion, what should we see the defense do to hedge those? Well, okay, so um, we had, and, and believe it or not, you know. One of the things that, that we hadn't really covered a lot of um, is when the ball goes into the low post, what, what we call flexing, uh, which, which means, you know, helping. So you, you, you can stay uh, is one thing that we do, and that, that usually is dictated by a scout report when it's a shooter and we say we're not helping off of that guy, right? Or we can flex, which means basically you're going about halfway. You're seeing both. If the big guy kicks it out, to your man, he may get a shot up, but you're going to contest it. You're close enough to get a hand up, um, but you're also close enough to to 
you're not really doubling, but you're helping down in there. What you're trying to do is, is make that big guy feel you, make that big guy conscious of you and try to take away some of that space. So he can't just work just really, really freely one-on-one uh, down inside the lane. The third part of that is we, we call it digging it out. And that means we're down there. And when the ball goes on the ground, if you're the closest one, you're, if he's dribbling it, you're getting down there and you're, you're trying to make him pick it up and force him to kick it back out. So we spent maybe one or, or, or two uh, practice segments uh, the, the day before, I, I think, talking about uh, what, what our, our normal is, 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 is flexing. Um, we didn't do a very good job. We had guys that had opportunities that, that they might be there initially, but as their man moves, they, they're, instead of moving in flex position, get closer to their man, they get sucked away. And, and what that, the result was, we left Dorico down there a couple of times, Danny down there a couple of times on an island, and then there was a, a ball screen switch, and I want to say Emo was down there guarding a, a much bigger guy. You, you you don't you know you don't want to leave your teammates alone. You want to pro- provide them with with space. Uh, excuse me, with with help in space. Um, so part part of that was just we, we we didn't do a good job, and and maybe that's because we hadn't really covered it that much. And I thought that that kind of exposed our interior defense against Virginia State, particularly in the first half. All right, coach. So. You had a couple opportunities to you know, lead your team against other teams. What would you say that you figured out, you and your coaching staff have figured out the most about this team and kind of what you expect going forward? And then what is the thing that's most still a work in progress before this first game on the 6th? Um, the thing we've, we've, we've figured out, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm assuming you're talking about me when you figure it out that, that we're good at it. Yes. We're good when we get out in transition. I mean, that's we, we, we can score quickly. We can go from offense to defense real fast. I'd still like to see us on a regular basis. We weren't bad against Virginia State, but in our secret scrimmage and sometimes in practice, uh, I, I say the secret scrimmage, I, I say that with a, a, a smile. I'm still not sure why the NCAA you know, requires those scrimmages to be secret. But anyway, um, but I, you know, fin- finishing when we get out in transition, we can get to the basket, and sometimes you know we can get some you know wide open threes in, in transition because we're attacking the rim, forcing the the defense to collapse and, and kicking it back out. I'd I'd love to see us finish at a, at a higher rate, but we're that's something we're really good at. We we've figured that out. We've got great team speed. We we can get it from one end to the other and and, and really uh, present problems. The Biggest thing for for me, I think, is is offensively, and I know everybody, you know, everybody says that I'm only focused on defense and all that kind of stuff. I, I, defense has a special place in my heart, but you you, you got to score the ball, and and clearly, certainly the last couple years, that's been an issue for us. And so, trying to figure out a way where we can be, you know, more efficient. That's why we've, you know, looked real hard at the analytics. We're trying to look for ways to to create some some easier baskets and not not you know the whole time being uh, you know in, stuck in the half court and so that's really the biggest concern that that I have because I think that's that's where we can we can raise that 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 ceiling potentially and you know 
we'll we'll keep working at it, and hopefully the the, the players' comfort. Um, you know, it's one thing to have freedom, but to to understand what that freedom is. If, if you say a green light, that doesn't mean you've got a green light to shoot terrible shots, right? You don't have freedom to to make not smart plays, low percentage plays that that aren't going to be you know effective on a regular basis. You know, we we want guys to have freedom. We want them to be aggressive and be in attack mode. But, you know, there's some responsibility on, on them as, as well to, uh, to make good decisions, to be strong with the basketball, to finish opportunities that we have. Um, and, and so that's, that's really our, our biggest focus. All right. So I'm going to go back to the defense just because hearing you talk about defense is great for me. But also this new system, you talk, it's 4-1. You have incredible speed on this team, guys that can get up the floor and get to the other end of the basket pretty quickly. So are there going to be new defensive wrinkles to get into the fast break more often, maybe more pressing or traps? Uh, no, not, I mean, not, not really. Um, you know, what, one thing that we're doing um, to, to, to give us better perimeter coverage to, to hopefully, uh, help us to, to defend a three-point shot more is, is switching the, the, the ball screens, or handoffs, different situations, one through four more. Uh, we're going to have our, our, our bigs uh, e- even more aggressive on, on ball screens, uh, getting up there, being aggressive, blitzing, trying to be even better with our, with our rotations when, when that happens. But it, not not a whole lot more trapping. You know, we we might do stuff with ball screens to 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 keep keep teams off uh, uh, off balance. We we are trying to, you know, and it's 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 really uh, <laughs> it's really harder than players understand. The players will talk about you know we want to run every every player every team and you know, we yeah we want to run we want to press. You know what pressing is hard work. Uh, excuse my language. You bet. You you got to bust your ass if you want to press. You know you start getting tired, and all of a sudden that 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 desire to press wears off. And and what we what we want to do, what the coaches are trying to get us to do, is to just be there. We know how much people can just bother you just just by being there. So you're not bringing the ball up nice and easy. That that's what we want to do. We just want to kind of be pesky and. Make them have to work, and if 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 we've got numbers wise, you know, more more guards than than the other team, you know, maybe that can, uh, you know, just just wear them down just just a little bit. The 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 trapping and all of that, we'll pick our spots, um, but uh, you you start running around trapping, then you're inviting opportunities for teams to get you know easy shots if if you don't steal the ball. I just, just my mentality. I never want to let somebody get anything easy. My, my vision of a perfect game defensively is, is simply that every shot is contested. We've never done it. I've been in, in, in this going on 32 years, I think never done it. We can always hope, uh, you know, we'll, we will, uh, play, you know, some, some zone, um, really in the last week, our, our, our zone has gotten much better. We've worked on it in practice breakdown, Making some some big points of emphasis on a couple things, and uh, I I think that's that's definitely continued to get better. 
our, our 13, our 1-3-1 one, one defense that kind of transforms once the ball goes down to the, to the baseline. Um, that needs a lot of work. <laughs> we, we were working in practice, and we, we found out against Virginia State it's, it's not ready to, to really unveil at this point. We have had some serious flaws in, in, in that game. So we'll we'll keep working on that, and uh, you know, hopefully, improve so that we can you know have a, a third uh, defense to again to to change things up and to go to uh, you know again when we're we're trying to change the tempo of the game. All right. So you mentioned working on that one three one and needs lots of work. The last time we talked, we talked about rebounding and how that was a work in progress and one of your larger concerns going into the season. How's that going so far? That is still a huge concern. The Virginia State game did not do anything to uh, uh, put to rest. And in fact, it may, may be highlighted it and put an exclamation uh, point on it. You know, we, we ended up, I think, after being out-rebounded in, in the first half pretty significantly, uh, we ended up fighting our way back. Maybe a little bit of it had to do with Dorico being in foul trouble, but we just, as as a group, we we didn't do a good job of hitting the defensive boards, sticking our nose in there. Our practice today, uh, uh, we we had segments um, old school. We had the 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 the, the rims blocked off. Uh, assistant coaches had uh, blocking pads, and uh, you know we had checkout drills and just toughness, just going and getting the ball and. And, you know, offensive rebounding is, 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 I don't want to say easier, but it's very different than defensive rebounding. Offense, it's a matter of just, just go. And we've got those kind of live athletic bodies that, you know, I, I think can, can be effective as, as offensive rebounders. You know, that's more quickness to the ball. Defensive rebounding, you know, that's, that's getting in the trenches and, and people are holding and pushing and shoving and you got to be tough in, in there. You got to go with two hands. You got to play strong. You you got to make contact. You got to hit the guy, and then go get the ball. There's you know a, a lot more involved uh, to be a good defensive rebounder or being a good defensive rebounding team. Um, a, a lot of us just want to, right? I mean, there is a technique, uh, but you got it, it. It may be. I I don't know. I'm, I'm not a. I, I don't claim to know a whole lot about football or anything, but maybe almost like a defensive, uh, excuse me, an offensive lineman. The defensive line just gets a tee off and they get to go, right? Hit somebody and they got to stay in their, their gaps or whatever. But those, the offensive linemen, they got to keep those guys from getting to, to the quarterback or, or the running back. It, it's kind of the same thing. Defensive rebounding is, is more like offensive, offensive lineman uh, blocking. Um, and it's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, but good teams do it. Um, but anyway, it, it's still a huge concern, and we we will maybe not every day, but uh, if if you guys come over to practice, don't call anybody because we we got those pads and we're we're hitting that. We're just trying to build some toughness and, and and have these guys understand that basketball is a very physical game, and and, and you can't if 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 you're worried about afraid of or trying to get away from contact, that's that's not a good sign. Well, you're speaking Mike's language because he loves the O-line and O-linemen. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> those guys take take one second break or they lose a lapse in concentration, you're right. I mean, the quarterbacks are getting hit. They have to be engaged 
the entire time. And that makes sense from a defensive rebounding perspective. Yeah, well, if you don't if you don't rebound the ball and the offense rebounds the ball, you know, the shooting percentages are higher, not just from the putbacks, immediate putbacks. Offensive rebounds lead to unsettled situations and in unsettled situations that's the time where you where, where teams shoot the highest percentage from three-point line so uh, against Virginia State there were some shots that they took that weren't great shots particularly and they they took some very direct caroms off the rim when you're watching tape with your team do you give them breaks on some of those those bounces where Maybe it hits the front of the rim and bounces right back to somebody, or are they still getting chewed out for letting that ball get to them? You know, you start you start making excuses <laughs> for them, then the you know everything's an excuse. You know, so you're responsible to get the ball. They understand. Uh, you know, it's an old basketball axiom. You know, long shots, long rebounds. It, it it might bounce a certain way, but it's our job to to track it with our eyes to to make contact and go get it. But you're you're right. I mean, sometimes it is the the bounce, but you've got to do everything that you can in order to uh, to go get those rebounds. And if if it bounces wrong, it bounces wrong. But you know, more often than not, you're going to come up with with the ball. All right, coach. So we talked a little bit before with Sean. Obviously, he's a true freshman. He's got a ton to learn, but he's also shown that he's got some toughness and some capability. You know, but right behind him, you've got a guy who's proven, an emo, who just continues to grow. Have you had a one-two punch there at the point that you know you're going to be really comfortable in and maybe use the two in different situations and know that you've got Chauncey that you can pull over for that position as well? Kind of, How does that all lay out for y'all? Well, you know, I, I think that could be a really, really strong position for us with with Vashon and, and, and emo and knowing that both of them are, are, are capable of, of really helping our basketball team. Uh, hope both of them, they play differently. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's good to, to, you know, give you a little change up there. Emo's more of a, uh, uh, of a pass first. He's more of a setup guy. Uh, whereas Vashon is, is, is more of a, a guy that's, you know, looking to, to, to make plays and create, um, but keeping them both fresh and, and, you know, you, and you never know about injuries. I mean, during the course of the year last year, Trey Brown's ruled ineligible, right? So we lose one before the season even starts. And then, you know, Emo had his uh, issues, uh, you know, after, after he collapsed and missed a couple weeks and, you know, we needed to, to rotate Chauncey over there as, as the starting point guard, not, not just playing some minutes there. He became the starting point guard. So, I'd, I'd like to think that we've got three guys that, uh, you know, whatever the situation is, you know, we, we, we could, you know, roll with, with, with one of those three guys if, if need be. Um, you know, the, the, the big thing with Emo and, and, and Vashon is there, there's a, a healthy competition, um, uh, but they're, they're competing with one another as opposed to against one another. And I know that just sounds like semantics, but it's a it's a mentality. They can make they can make together that position a real strength for us this year. Uh, obviously, Jason Wade is a crowd favorite, especially given what he's overcome over the last couple of years with his injuries. I think we're all happy to see him back in the lineup, especially starting last week. Here we kind of saw him being used in the paint quite a bit, despite his size. 
He's slimmed down quite a bit this offseason. He's in great shape. Where does he fit in uh, this season? Well, you know, just, just like in other spots, we're, we're trying to figure that one out. Um, uh, you know, he, he basically has uh, had earned uh, going into the Virginia State game uh, and, and the scrimmage, the starting spot by virtue of when he's been in there at times, things just work better. Right. It's it's not necessarily that he's making the great plays, but, he you know, he's he's functioned as, as a glue guy. And so, <clears throat> um, you know, he, he got the nod for the Virginia State game. Uh, we'll we'll see uh, as, as we get closer to Virginia Wesleyan, you know, how I want to do that. Um, but, you know, Jason has, has taken another step. I, I can't really say he's ever going to he's ever going to re- regain and, and be back to, to what he, he was. That was a, a big physical toll when he's worked his rear end off to, to get back. But at least he's, he's, he's in the, he's in the picture, right? He's in the conversation. And uh, even though he doesn't, he, he's not a big scorer. Um, he, he facilitates for other people from, from the four spot. Uh, and, and that's, that's great. You know, he's another guy that can put the ball on the floor. He can do some things as, as a passer that maybe, maybe RJ is, isn't really, uh, suited to. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's doing a good job. He's continuing to work hard and he'll definitely help us this year. We made the conscious effort and, and, and obviously as he's lost weight, that's, that's helped things, but that, that we weren't going to, uh, you know, re- rely on him in any way to, to, to be a post guy uh, again this year that, you know, that had some limited success in, in non-conference play, but uh, ultimately that, you know, his, his lack of size in there that, you know, that uh, def- defensively defensive rebound and that, that just wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't something that uh, was, was going to work out. All right. So I think that's a good transition, Mike. You talked a little bit about Jason starting there. And Coach may not want to talk about this, I don't know, but from a rotation standpoint, have you guys kind of figured out what that might look like, or is that something that's going to take a few games, a month, to really see where it settles out? You know, I think I think when 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 you look back in in, in previous years, uh, kind of my uh, history has has been, you know, find a lineup as as best you can and, and stick with it. And last year, it was forced to change because of injuries. And, and there are times when I've, I, in order to, to not change two players, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll put somebody else in, into the starting lineup so that the guys that are coming off the bench stay in their, their, their normal role. However, I, I could see this year that we, it, it might take some, some games and we, we might be making some, some changes um, not, you know, not based on simply, will this guy practice better for the last two days, um, but trying to, to see a big picture. An example of that, I, I think I've, I've, I've told you guys going into the Virginia State game, um, Emo, uh, as I said, was um, not our best player, but he's playing the best of all of our players. So, you know, whatever his role up to his potential, he was playing at a higher level than anyone else. So people might say, well, why, why didn't Emo start? Well, I think Emo 
right now, I believe he's best suited to, to come off the bench uh, and, and to provide us with, with stability and his experience, uh, allowing Vashon to be the starter and, and giving him some giving him some leeway to, to try to create and learn because I think big picture, long term, Vashon's uh, you know ability, uh, his, his, his talent could uh, as, as he develops could really be uh, be helpful. Um, so you know that I, I looked at that that one position in, in that way. You know, kind of look at Bryce and, and Ty uh, in the Virginia State game. I don't know if anybody paid any attention. We went into the game. We told them the day before, Bryce is going to start the first half. Ty is going to start the second half. You know, so we're, we're, we're still, you know, still feeling that out. Uh, maybe I keep doing that. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I know that's an unusual thing, and it's a, uh, you know, it's, it, it, I don't know, gimmicky maybe, you know, but – uh, you know, if that keeps them, if that keeps them both, you know, positive and, and going, then 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 great. Um, and then the same thing at the four spot. You know, you got you got Jason, you got uh, RJ, obviously, and then Ty will play minutes as as the four men. I mean, none of those guys are really four men, but you know, they they can play that spot. From what it sounds like, I mean, you got a lot of bodies that uh, deserve minutes or talented enough to get minutes. And keeping them all engaged and in the right zone mentally has got to be a kind of a challenging thing. So I could see why you would maybe do that switch it at the half. Yeah, I, it, it, it is a challenge, you know, and, and, and I will say, and I, again, um, you know, it's, it's semantics, you know, I, and I, I'm, I've always been a believer in words, words matter. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, deserve, you know, when it comes to, to, to minutes and stuff like that, uh, a lot of time, I don't know that deserves is ever the, the, the right word. Um, but I do think that, you know, that, that talent that they, they, they could help the team. Right. And they're, they're working hard. I think, you know, they, we've, we've, we've got a bunch of guys, you know, is, is our rotation going to be 10? Is it going to be 11? And anytime you get past eight, it starts, you know, as a coach, it, it starts taxing you a, a little bit. You're, you're looking for ways to get that ninth guy, you know, in there. You're looking for ways to get the 10th guy. It's, it's, it's daggone near impossible to have regular minutes for nine or 10, right? For eight, you can have the rotations and, and all that. Nine and 10, how many minutes it's going to be when you're going to get in is situational. There's fatigue, there's fouls, there's how, how is the team playing? We talked about Devin earlier. I, I think Devin could be that guy off the bench to just give us a, a big injection of, of speed and energy. Uh, and, and so, you know, does that come in the first half? Does that come in the second half? I'm trying to figure that out. And with this group at this time of, of you know, leading into the season, I probably have fewer definite answers than than in, in most years that, that I can remember, and and I'm I'm still still trying to, to to piece it together. All right, coach. So still trying to piece it together, but you got a game on Monday, November sixth against Virginia Wesleyan. I don't know if you guys have looked <clears throat> that far out, but talk to the fans about kind of what we should expect to see there, and if there's anything in particular besides winning the game. Uh, that you really hope to accomplish 
in that first contest at the TED? Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff, and clearly we've we've looked ahead, you know, to to that. I mean, we've we've looked ahead, you know, we've we've talked about the fact that, you know, we've we've got those guys uh, coming up on on the sixth, and then all of a sudden, you know, in in, in a couple of days we got Ball State at Ball State and at Arkansas, right? And and so it's it's not well, we we got to hurry up and we got to get these things in for Virginia Westland, all right? We we got to be ready. They're you know good team. They're they're extremely well coached. You know, obviously we we want to win that. We want to play well, but it's it's going to come fast and furious. So we we got to, you know, we got to as, as as they say in Kentucky, we got to make some hay. All right, we got to get out there and improve every single day, um, and we'll see what happens. The fans, I'd like them to see uh, us play. You know, much better defense. Uh, you know, kind of all around, you know, we, 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 at, at certain times against Virginia state, um, but we've got to do a better job on the perimeter, making our rotations, uh, moving our feet, staying in front, contesting shots, rebounding. The bigs have to do a better job of uh, denying uh, post position, denying uh, the, the ball from going into the low post. When it does come in there, Bowing up, walling up, staying staying strong, forcing people to shoot over us without fouling, and then finishing possessions off uh, with with defensive rebounds that allow us to get out in transition, and then hopefully we can play well offensively and, and start to see that that flow that I keep talking about. There, there there's going to be times. There are times when players have to make big plays. That you don't want that every single time. Every if every single time down, somebody's got to make a really tough play to convert. You you want everything to move well, and then shot clock's winding down, or there's a situation. That's when Vashon or Chauncey or one of the other guys. That's when the individual talent comes comes in, and can they beat their man to to create a favorable situation for us? All right, I got a two parter for you. I don't know if you'll want to answer the second one. But first, have you named your captains yet? We have not. All right. And then the second question, are there any guys on the team that when we see them shoot a three, we know they're not supposed to do that? Leroy. (laughs) Noted. Does Leroy know this? (laughs) Believe me, Leroy knows it. Leroy, yeah. Leroy's not supposed to shoot outside of, of other than a free throw. He's not supposed to shoot outside of a dunk. I'll tell you what, though, man. It, Coach, every time, whether we're in practice, at the exhibition the other night and he came out of the game, Coach started talking to him. I can't remember if it was Coach Kobe who it was, but he is always 100%, at least the, the times I've seen him, 100% engaged in listening to whatever – knowledge you guys are trying to drop on him i mean he seems like he wants to learn he wants to that he's a sponge and he wants to get better that's why you get the big bucks you observe and you see and you're right on you're 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 right on he he leroy is a wonderful young man and couldn't be more uh receptive and and willing to be coached it's just he's 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 learning he he's he's very raw uh and, uh, you know, whether it's offensively or defensively, you know, a lot of remedial stuff. Um, but the, the thing that we like is he's coachable. He's going to play. You know, he's going to give you the absolute best. 
and he's six eleven. He's really long, so you know he he can be a factor around around that that basket at times. But it's it's going to take a while, right? You you can't rush big guys, and uh, you know all of a sudden you know sometimes the 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 switch. Uh, the, the the switch flips on, and uh, you know those those guys can be factors. So we're going to keep working with him. He's going to keep working hard, and, and uh, you know we we really believe that eventually he'll he'll help us win. All right. So you said you've taken a look at Ball State and Arkansas already. Um, no, I, no, 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 no. I, we haven't taken a look. I, the, okay. the assistant coaches have their assignments for scouting, and they're you know, arranging film and all that kind of good stuff. I just have referenced that we have those games, you know, a Mac team on the road, an SEC team who, by the way, in an exhibition game Saturday beat Purdue. Purdue, I, I, I'm pretty sure, was the preseason uh, national num- number one ranked team. That probably is a good sign that, that Arkansas's, you know, pre- pretty good. Yeah, they can run too so should be an interesting one i'm surprised there's only one guy on your your no shooter list you know i mean dorico just doesn't shoot them right i mean we've we've wondered dorico has a really nice 16 foot facing jump shot um to the point where we've we've really been encouraging him to to settle into that soft spot and is if the ball's reversed to him to to not hesitate um, but you just don't see him, uh, you know, ever. Uh, and I'm not talking live situations, but just shooting around, you know, shooting threes. So that that's more, that's more something that that, that he has uh, placed on on himself than 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 us. But pretty much that's it. I mean, you know, Wade Wade is a better three point shooter than he is at, at, at 15 feet. It's just one of those those weird things. And he might be better at the three-point shooter than a, you know, at, at ten feet. I, I will note when we were at the last practice at the TED, there was a funny moment where they went to do shooter drills, and you had the big men on one end, and I saw Leroy start to take a three-point shot, and you and you you jog down the court as fast as possible, and, <laughs> which and, isn't very fast, and you walked into the paint. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If 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 Leroy, if 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 Leroy started shooting threes, I I think some of those rebounds might come off and hurt somebody. He needs to get in a little bit closer. You know, it, look, it, we're 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 working with Leroy on becoming a better free throw shooter, uh, a finisher around the basket. If 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 he can shoot. Fifty to sixty percent on his free throws. If he can shoot fifty percent on his free throws. Right and make, you know, eighty percent of his dunks and, and layups. That's we're we're very very happy there. All right, I, I think we're getting close to closing. I'm going to ask one more question, and then if Aaron has one more, we'll close on that. You just mentioned it, free throw shooting. It hasn't always been a strength of ours over the years. This year, how do you see that skill playing out? Interestingly enough, I think we were, um, and, and I don't know off the top of my head uh, what we shot last year. Um, I do think that was a strength for us last year. Though. We, we won any number of, of games simply because of getting to the free throw line and, and converting our, our free throws. Um, a big part of 
any team's free throw shooting is who gets fouled. Um, so I, I was surprised the other night, you know, Vishon went three for six. Chauncey went two for four. Um, I think it was two for four. Some other guys miss, miss. They need to be really locked in there. They're, Chauncey and, and Vishon are going to be guys that uh, I think are going to get fouled a lot, right? They, they need to be uh, upper 70s, 80, 80%. If they can do that, you know, I think Bryce is a good free throw shooter. Emo's a good free throw shooter. DeRico has worked to become a good free throw shooter. RJ and Ty, we're, they need to get a lot of reps in there. Um, but I'd, I'd like to think we, we could be a solid. Uh, uh, Devin is a good free throw shooter. That we can be a solid free throw shooting team, um, but the 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 other night, uh, obviously it was it was a problem, and it's different. Um, you know, it, it's different shooting them in in practice than than in games. Um, you know, over the years we've tried lots of of different things. Sometimes it seems to work, sometimes it doesn't. You know, Malik Curry was a a, a guy that. He came to to us and, and wasn't a good free throw shooter. You know, he didn't shoot a great percentage uh, in junior college, but through a lot of work, a lot of repetitions, he you know he he became a very good free throw shooter. Um, the guys that uh, that take it serious uh, and that put a lot of time in, and I'm not just talking about in practice. And you know, I I always have to laugh. I'm not sure what some people think that we do, but when they say, hey, "Do you guys work on free throw shooting?" You know, that, that, that has to be one of the dumbest questions that somebody ever asks. Ho- hopefully we can shoot enough, get comfortable enough, confident enough that, that we do uh, a, a better job. I mean, 14 for 26 is just not acceptable. So that's what we were the other night. And I, I, in fact, I tried appealing to their uh, uh, c- civility or their, I told them that uh, they, they left 1,200 meals uh, uh, on 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 the table for uh, food line. I, I guess for every every free throw that that that, that we make, food line donates a certain amount of meals uh, to uh, 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 food food shelter. Hopefully, our guys uh, understand that there even even a bigger impact in the community, not just on winning basketball games, but uh, providing food. I'm, I'm saying that a little bit, you know, tongue in cheek, but. Hey, if it works, great. It's only weird if it doesn't work. When I was an officer candidate school, our drill instructor liked to say there's strong classes and there's smart classes. By God, we were a strong class because we just couldn't do what he was trying to get us to do. So he just ran us and beat us to death. So <laughs> maybe free throws are the same way. You know, you're either, if you don't make them, I'm gonna, some people, if they get run to death, they do better. Other people, free pizza. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've, 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 we've gotten away. Gosh, I don't know if three or four years we we got away. We we had some great right. And coaches can come up with some great things. There's some great free throw shooting drills, and you know it puts pressure and it's competitive and and we we do those things and you get it in the game and we wouldn't make we wouldn't make free throws. The the good free throw shooters made free throws. The guys that weren't great free throw shooters missed their free throws. Uh, imagine that, but we got away from that and just have, have just started trying to relax our guys, just have them shoot, you know, same thing, and just just hundreds and hundreds and thousands of, of repetitions, 
so that they, you know, when they get up there, it's, it's not something that they're tensed up about or they're even thinking about. That's, that's the ideal, that they're just going up there and it's absolutely no different than what we do in, in practice. And, you know, they're not in a rush. They're not thinking about it. They're just, they're just letting it go. All right, Coach. I don't have a final question, but I have a final comment, and then I'll let Mike take it home for us. This Saturday is our fourth annual Toys for Tots drive. The, the Monarch is last year. We are able to collect more than 700 toys and over $5,500 with the help of Monarch Nation. You were a big part of that, helping us to put a video promo together, which went out on the Jumbotron at the last football game, and we've been really advertising this. So I just wanted to you know, from Mike, myself, and the rest of our group, just wanted to tell you heartfully, thank you so much for supporting us in that and helping us make that video. It's really made an impact in, you know, hundreds of kids' lives here in the 757 because everything we collect stays in the 757 in the Old Dominion community. That's going to be this Saturday at the football game. So anyone who's listening to this this week, please bring a new unwrapped toy or cash, the Marines will be happy to take that. Thank you again, Coach. Absolutely, you're 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 welcome. And and you know, I, I think I can probably speak for all of uh, Monarch Nation, thanking you guys for uh, you know your your efforts. Um, uh, you know, Mon- Monarch Nation is pretty special. There's you know a lot of, a lot of really really good, generous people that uh, genuinely care about. Uh, not just one another, but our, our community. And, and hopefully uh, everyone will, will rally and support this and your all's efforts. And uh, uh, again, you, you guys are, are are to be commended for putting in the, the, the time and organizing this, putting this together to, to help kids, uh, you know, in, in the 757. So thank you guys very much. Thank you, Coach. I think we're scheduled to talk right around the Arkansas tip off next time. So we might have to move that around a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be before the Arkansas game or after, but we look forward to talking to you again. Best of luck in these next couple of games. And we can't wait to see it to Ted uh, against Virginia Wesleyan next week. Sounds great. Always appreciate it. All right. Thank you, coach. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs.